You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. got back from a boat we were on a yacht boats and hose <laughs> we were in a yacht it was an event called thrive ladies it was put on by sonia hatter who is the uh she's an amazing woman in her own right but she's also the wife of cole hatter whose mastermind you and i were in last year called connect business mastermind all about giving back really amazing stuff love the hatters so much cole has been on the podcast yeah we had cole on the podcast back in the day yeah, it was a while back, and uh, Sonia is amazing, and she she also did a fitness competition oh, a few years back, and she's kind of building her own brand right now, so we were excited to be able to go out and support her today, and it was interesting, so she asked us to be part of this event, and I think he, she had like maybe six or eight panelists, and it invited us to be on a panel, and she was like, okay, great, so I'd love if you and Danny would just give people maybe like a meal plan so they can leave with the meal plan and maybe just like a you know fitness routine they can do yeah. and it was sweet because I think we were like the the token uh fitness and health people which yep. was cool there was people talking on relationships people talking on business people talking on aesthetics aging anti-aging stuff like that and we were like sure and I, I just wrote back to her and I said Danny and I are going to crush it for you <laughs> I didn't yep. tell her anything else so we showed up today and what happened yeah so it's funny I got the email and I looked at Jill I was like we can't do this. No. Like we're not going to give people a meal plan. It's just not the right thing to do. I, I just don't feel like it was the right thing to do. So well, yeah, what even meal plan would you give? Like, I mean, well, there yeah. isn't one even. The, this is the whole thing. I think salami that people, and chardonnay. People want yeah. People want what to eat. They want to be told what to eat. They want to be told what to do for exercise. And it's there's not a one size fits all. And it also I feel like feeds into the whole diet culture of their needs. Like you need to be still trying to lose five pounds. You're not good as you are. There's a certain way to go. And so we we got up there and we asked a lot of questions. We had people like, raise your hand if you've ever been on done a diet. Five diets, diet. Done ten diets, done yeah. twenty diets. Like <laughs> everyone had their hand raised. Yeah, people had their hand raised and you know, we were just like cool and we shared our stories about competing and kind of getting to where we were so obsessed and how you really needed to learn how to navigate the middle. Like you can go from so many of us, especially who've dieted, have that mentality of I'm on a diet and then if I'm not on the diet, then I can eat whatever I want. And yep. so it's just this massive swing of all or nothing. And, you know, I was that person who was, I, I would be the one who says, I can't eat, you know, I can't even buy 
Oreos because I will eat the whole box. I can't buy popcorn because I'll eat it all. Did you bring Tupperwares to like restaurants? Ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I used to bring Tupperwares to Other any homes. party. I mean, we were just, it's just 4th of July. We were just at a barbecue. I remember going to barbecues and bringing my own food like in a Tupperware Ooh. to other people's barbecues. Yeah. And so were you embarrassed when you were doing that? I or was, were you proud of it? Both. Okay. Sometimes I was embarrassed if people pointed it out, but then other times I was proud of it because they're like, wow, I wish I was as disciplined as you, yeah. you know? So uh, yeah, I felt both b- different times, sometimes more embarrassed just depending on the situation, I think. So yeah, we, we talked about that and I think that it was really well received actually. Afterwards, a couple of girls came up to us and I know came up to you and you've had private conversations saying, this is exactly what I needed to hear. I think we gave women permission to stop dieting, to just say, uh, here, let's figure out how to eat. And Jill gave some strategies, you know, out of moderation 365 and, I give some strategies on just like not comparing. And I think those are the kind of things I said, so let's just turn on the podcast sure. and kind of recap it because I don't think we can hear it enough or give ourselves enough permission to stop because we are constantly bombarded with people doing the macros, people doing keto, whatever the new thing is for a while. It was the paleo or going vegan. And I think we need to hear more often that it's okay to be okay with where you are and not be on a program or not be on a diet and be okay with that. And it's this constant. So one of the questions we asked was, you know, how many of you have had times in your life where you have felt as if eating and exercise was a full-time job and almost every single person raised their hand, right? Like this, this constant calculation and measuring in your head of how many grams, how many calories, how many more minutes of cardio, like it's this constant kind of countdown. And I remember being in that for many, many years and like you liking it to a certain degree, because it made me feel better than it made me feel, you know, more disciplined, but at the same time, it was absolutely a mental prison. And one of the things I said on stage today was the reason why, or one of the main reasons why I knew I had to figure out how to be quote normal with my eating or, or eat more moderately or just literally not have it take as much mental energy and time was because I wanted to be successful in my business. And I think so one of the tools that I use with my clients is if you're in that constant obsession place, you need to figure out what your goal is or what your how you can derive a sense of meaning outside of your eating and exercise. I think for a lot of us, like for me in my 20s, like that was my main thing. It was just like, do I have a six pack? Am I lean enough? Am I getting up on stage? Where am I in my show prep? Like all those kind of things, which are fine, except for that it left very little room to develop any other parts of my life. And so I knew when I wanted to start Jill Fit and I wanted to be successful in business, I literally just didn't have the brain power because eating and exercise had become a full-time job. I couldn't be at the gym three times a day and still work on my business. And so that was a huge shift for me. And you know, I see a lot of times with my clients when they start to eat moderately, when they start to practice mindfulness, all the things that we've talked about in the intuitive eating episode and the food obsession episode, you guys can go back if you have not listened to those. We, we actually list a lot of tools one of the things that my clients have said is it feels so disorienting Mm -hmm. to have so much time on my hands and so much like mental energy. And they beat themselves up like, I can't believe how simple this is. I wish I had done this 10 years ago. And, you know, it can be disorienting because for some reason we think that dieting has to be really hard. Like eating has to be really hard because we are so inundated with minutiae that it feels really hard. And if we're not pushing really hard, we feel like something's wrong. 
And so I think being able to step back and go like, wow, I can minimize the amount of mental energy and time that this takes me in order to open up my schedule for other things and have a higher purpose. It, the goal can't be to lose 10 pounds forever. Yep. Like can't be the forever goal. I remember when I stopped the dieting and exercise, having all that extra time scared me. I didn't know what to do You're on the hook with the shit. extra time, right? You know, it was like, oh, now I have all this time to face things that maybe I didn't want to face before or have conversations I didn't want to have before. And so I had to find things to fill the time. So I like how you said you needed the time to do your business. I suddenly had all this time and I'm like, what the fuck do I do with this? <laughs> And I remember thinking I have to keep myself busy because I was super anxious. So I started reading a lot more. I started walking a lot more. I started diving more into personal development. I started trying to find ways to fill the time. And then it's interesting now because I look back and go, how did I have the time to work out that much? Like there's no way today I could put that much energy and effort into the gym because I have so many other things going on or even not so many things, like just actually enjoying relaxing and not doing anything. Like there is a lot of utility in not doing something all the time. And I think that we need to take more time to just chill. Yeah. <laughs> and it's to like, okay to chill. So yeah, I think, um, and that's like an easy message. And one of the things that I like that we said about today was like, Hey, all of this stuff sounds super simple in theory, yeah. but it is a yep. practice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. We talked about the practice, how it takes time. You know, Jill said it took her about three years and it took me three or four years to get more quote unquote normal and uh, another thing that I said from stage was one of the things that we inundate ourselves with, we beat ourselves up is just look at, comparing, mm. looking at other people on social media and following pe- following all those diet accounts, following these accounts that make you feel less than. And one of the simplest thing I did to help my own mindset when I was getting out of like the all or nothing and all the dieting was unfollowing people. And it sounds so silly, like, oh, that's easy to say or it's easy to do, but it's not so easy in practice sometimes. We almost feel like maybe we're offending someone if we don't follow them anymore. Um, we don't know what to look at or what to do if we're not following these people. I don't know. I just I think like- we have like a, I think we actually like to look at in a very like sick way because yeah. then it keeps us on the hook. Yeah. Like if I hear, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying, okay, unfollow people who make you feel less than, yeah. make you feel insecure. But what if you're listening to this and you're going, well, if I unfollow them, I'm going to let myself off the hook because yeah. right now they keep me sometimes striving most of the time feeling bad about myself make sh- may- making sure that that guilt is always there making me and and that's the only way I feel motivated is if I'm like guilted into it I see someone else like you know crushing it in the gym and like that makes okay I gotta go to the gym because so-and-so has also has two kids and they have a six-pack so I there's no reason why I shouldn't have a six-pack it's true I think we do sometimes want to keep ourselves on the hook and I think that sometimes we set ourselves up to like we have body goals right like hashtag body goals with a certain person that like that okay they have two kids like I do and they have like we we assume that their lives are similar so we should be able to have the same results but we don't actually know if their lives are that similar we don't know if they have a nanny we don't know their genetics we don't know anything else except that they maybe are a female like we are and you know have the body that we want yeah and it's just like why I, I don't know what's up with the the torture. But I do get that. I had a really hard time doing the unfollow because of that. I was like, well, you know, I got to stay motivated or somehow I'm like in this competition with them. They don't even know we're competing, but we are <laughs> like I'm competing Classic. with this person who doesn't even know I exist, but I'm setting like I'm ha- setting my goals and sights on that. And I think that I think it's okay to actually have goals and to have body goals. But I think at the expense of 
you know, your relationships at the expense of your mental energy and freedom at the expense of your business, it's not worth it. And I think you do really have to at some point go, how do I want my life to look? And my grandmother had gastric bypass in her 60s and she's struggled with her weight her whole life. And my mom has struggled with her weight her whole life. And I remember just looking at them going, I don't want to be 65 and on a diet. I don't want to be 85 and on a diet. I cannot imagine living the rest of my life constantly thinking about this stuff. And that's when I was like, I can't, I can't do it. Yep. And it goes to also choosing what you want your life to look like also is very similar because, you know, I think it's easy to covet a physique. I think that's like a really easy thing to do to look at someone's body and be like, oh, like she is a mom of three. I should. I mean, and I do believe on some level that feeling shame is a choice. So if you're looking, if you have three kids and you're looking at, you know, these Instagram models who also have three kids and you are shaming yourself for not being there. I do think that you have to do some inner work on that because I don't think these bodies are going away to be honest. So like, yes, like Danny said, I think it's, I think it's possible to unfollow. You definitely should, but like, they're still probably going to pop up. You're going to be at the grocery store. There's going to be that latest celebrity mom of three, blah, 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 who, you know, bounce back from a baby within six weeks, whatever, like the ridiculous stuff. So you have to figure out a way to also inoculate yourself from those feelings of guilt and shame and embarrassment and self-loathing. And we've talked about that quite a bit in this podcast. But one thing that really helped me when I was transitioning out of that very obsessive place of needing my body to look a certain way, to be a certain leanness and realizing that I couldn't keep up the, you know, three times a day at the gym, seven meals a day, full-time job I was doing on my body was starting to look at people's lives who were, who were living the way that I used to live and seeing them as, you know, obviously they're getting up on stage. They look amazing. They're, you know, fitness models cover of magazines and just knowing the level of dedication and sacrifice and truly just myopia that it takes to to get that those results and consciously saying you know I respect that I really do but I don't want that lifestyle for myself and you and I both know this and like it depends on what your priorities are you and I both know especially in the online business space online coaching space a lot of these competitors fitness models cover models we think they're financially successful. You guys, they are broke. They're not. They are They are not making any fucking money. And, yep. and it's fine. Like, not that they have to, mm-hmm. but I think that we have this automatic idea that there's blanket success across the board that if we get the body, then we automatically get the fame, the yep. followers, the, the money, whatever it is. And that's just not true. And so it's not that that's the bottom line, but you have to ask yourself, like, if you want to build a successful business, like you're a business person right now, you're not like a full-time fitness model. And so I think deciding where you want to allocate your resources and really coming to terms with the fact that you only have a finite amount of resources and willpower. And that was really a huge shifting moment for me was going like, gee, I wish I could do it all, but I fucking can't. And instead of beating myself up for continuing to not be able to do it all, why don't I just go with the reality is this and what do I want? to do moving forward. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about seasons too. You know, when you're in a season of grieving, you're in a season of moving uh, to another state, you just had a baby, you just went through a divorce. I mean, there were things that I just let fall to the wayside when I was going through my separation. There are things that you just let fall apart when you're caretaking one of your elderly parents or grandparents or when you just have a baby. There are certain things like we, while we were sitting there in the back, a woman, she was breast, she was pumping. And um, she was just like, thank you for saying all this. And 
she was talking about wanting to get her body back. And I was like, honey, right now, the most important thing for you, if you have an option to work out or sleep, you should be sleeping. Yeah. Like you just had a newborn and your hormones are all over the place. And when you aren't sleeping, your hormones are even worse. And there's such a weird pressure on women to like, quote, get their body back. And it can take, a, it could take up to three years after having a, a child and trying to push yourself to do something where you're already exhausted is only going to make it worse. So know that maybe that first year your baby is, that first year after your baby is born, it's a time that you just sleep and then do your best and know that, okay, when they're two or three, then you can try to get your abs back. But it's also not the time to be constantly trying to do it all and just being like, everything is transient. You get a new chance to try and try something new every day. And it's while you're building your business, maybe isn't the time to be doing a fitness competition. Yeah. It's not the time yeah. to hit all the goals at once. Like pick one thing. Like do your best. Yeah. I mean, like do your best, but realize that like you might not be shredded anymore and that also needs to be okay. I think it's fine to to pick and choose your battles and to realize that everyone's doing that across the board. So that person you see who has that like fantastic rip to shreds body, I guarantee you that there are parts of their lives that are not doing well. You know, we were just talking about this. I think we were talking about this in a private conversation about Tiger Woods, you know, just winning the masters and everyone like loved him for how good he was. And they all, but they were shocked when his marriage went sideways. They were like, I can't believe someone as talented as him, you know, cheat on his wife. And it's like, yo, of course he doesn't have a good relationship. Like, of course he struggled with his intimate relationships. He has been solely focused on becoming the best golfer in the world. And so I think when you see someone who is, has the body or has like covets the life that you want, realizing that they're also struggling in some ways, inevitably they're going to be, you know? And so I think moving into that space and one of the things that Sonia said during our talk was she just reminded us about baby steps. And, you know, I love and hate this advice. Like I love it because it's, it works like small, steps. But at the same time, it is, we're up against a lot of diet marketing. Yep. We're up against the, your neighbor going on keto. We're up against all the messages you're seeing online. We're up against, you know, these fast fix marketing programs that are using scarcity and urgency to get you to buy. Like we're up against a lot of this marketing all the time. So when someone says, Hey, just drink a little bit more water than yesterday. It feels too watered down. Yeah. It feels too like soft. Like, no, I need like a hardcore solution if I need a total life overhaul. It's like, yo, dude, first of all, you don't need a life overhaul. Like yep. you think you do, but those shits never work. And something I always remind my girls is all or nothing always ends up being nothing. And so you might have to take like that super unsexy, like small baby steps approach. And I don't know about you, but everyone I know who's been successful, those are the kind of things that they do. They settle in for the long haul. They do the small things consistently. I don't know one person who had like maybe like maybe 5% of men because they're weird like that, have like that complete overhaul moment. And then, you know, all of a sudden they're a different person. But for 95% of us, that's just never going to be the case. It's so true. It's hard to do the unsexy thing because it feels like you're not doing anything. But ultimately, if you read the book, The Slight Edge, Jeff mm, Olson, um, he says that successful people learn what's called mastering the mundane. And it's not the big things that they do every day. It's the small things that you do over time. So if you choose to eat a salad today, are you going to be like super thin and lean overnight? No. Yeah. If you have like a Big Mac and a giant thing of fries and a giant Coke, are you going to gain 50 pounds overnight? No. No. But we so, think we are. Right. We think we are. And then it's it's really, it's the little, this is the things you do every day. Now, if you make that choice of eating the burger, fries, and Coke meal every single day, 
and you look at yourself over five years, you're going to have a very different physique than if you're doing the salad every day for five years. But it's the small things daily and consistently that make the most impact. So mastering the mundane is really the key to really success in anything and um, just maintaining Mm -hmm. anything. So anyway, I really love the conversation. I think I, I don't think we can ever give too much permission to women to stop trying to do a overhaul of dieting and, you know, hours a day at the gym. It's funny because now like these days, how I leaner just, were you just curious, like how leaner or how much less did you weigh when you were doing it full time? Oh, not even much less. Honestly, um, my weight, maybe 10 pounds, Same, 10 um, pounds and my clothes don't fit much different with 10 Same. pounds. And yeah, same it's, exact thing. It's not literally ten pounds. Completely different approach. Completely one eighty. Yes. Completely so I think, different. like to your point, we think that, like you know, eating like some cheese or having a glass of wine is like going to throw us totally off our game. It only throws you all the way off if you let it. Yep. You know, it's like getting a crack in the the screen of your iPhone and being like, fuck this phone and throw it on the ground, stomping it out. Like, that's what we do. If we like have like one single slip up, we make it mean that we're like, quote, like eating cookies now. So we we have to go all out. And when really, like, if you think about it, if you have like a glass of wine, you have a couple of bites of chocolate or you have a couple, you know, we had a cookie on the on the boat. Yep. Literally no issue. Like my life goes on. My clothes still fit the same. Like nothing changes. I don't need to now go to the store and get 50,000 other cookies because I just had one cookie and now I might as well go all in on cookies. It's just like, fine, what's next? Or as soon as we get home, like go do two hours of cardio because we ate the cookie. No. It's like your life goes on. And to your point, a 10 pound difference when in the reality or the lifestyle looks completely different. It's just not fucking worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. Nope. So yeah, it was, it was a great conversation. We love hearing from you guys about this and even asking more questions of how is it done? Cause I know that we talk about it as like, as if it's so simple and we try to give you steps and we try to also make sure you guys understand that it does take time and it is a practice. It's been a practice over a few years, both for Jill and I. And so we want to just encourage you that if you feel like you mess up, like you get to just try it again and you learn. And this is a great way to learn your body. And I would really um, encourage you to go back and listen to the intuitive eating podcast episode that Jill did. It was a great way to, it's a great way to start and just getting in touch with yourself. I remember hearing about intuitive eating first and even accounts are saying, okay, we'll just eat when you're full and stop when you're, or <laughs> eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. And I literally didn't even understand what that meant because <laughs> I had ignored my body signals for so long. I only ate according to a clock or a or you're measuring just stool. Time. Yeah. So yeah. And I remember saying like, if I ate when I'm hungry, I'd always be eating because I'm always hungry <laughs> because I trained myself to never feel satiated because I never ate enough. And so there's going to be a time where you have to learn to trust your body's cues and actually let your body lead you. So anyway, we will continue these kind of conversations. But if you guys like, I mean, I think the the couple that we've done on nutrition and like body obsession stuff have been really popular. So not only do we want to know if you guys want more of this, but you know, if you have someone who you love in that space that has really, you know, done a lot for you, let us know. We're always open to guest suggestions and people who are, are making an impact you know, drop it in our DMs or let us know in our closed Facebook group. That's thebestlifepodcast.com to get into our closed Facebook group. And always, 
we love your reviews, you guys. So I know we've gotten a couple recently and we really appreciate it. Um, on iTunes, drop a rating. Of course, a five-star rating would be our preference. And then also drop a review. Even if it's like one sentence, two sentences, it really helps other people who are looking for a podcast to listen to to see what they're going to get with this podcast. So thank you guys as always. And we'll see you next time. Love you. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.